Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. got the whole gang here nick's back uh everyone's everyone's feeling froggy we got the josh tom and ryan hour it's uh it's pretty cool um josh and i watched a movie the other night <laughs> oh we sure did dude so like you know how like nicholas cage is the greatest actor ever he plays yeah. he's fearless he's the best actor robert de niro's well, a punk He's the only age. second fiddle to gay actor Michael Douglas. That's to uh, gay actor Michael Douglas. Uh, yeah, we're not done stealing bits from Cumtown. Okay, we might as well play <laughs> some of their hits. Like, gay actor Michael Douglas. All right. Um, so there, fucking early two thousands to like two thousand fifteens. Nick Cage was some of the best most unhinged acting because he had so much real estate debt he had to get out from under. It's when he took like every single role imaginable. And he gave us, he gave us some of the best years of our lives, boys. Um, (laughs) Josh and I, Josh called, beckoned to me. Him and I have been playing Civilization VI the past, uh, past few days, which brings out the worst aspects of you because you can't play that game Without, without turning into the most vile, disgusting version of yourself. <laughs> so we have been, we have been, we have, we have been some to, uh, toxic Tamaras the last couple days. Um, so we decided to take a break from that. And um, Josh beckoned to me. He said, uh, "Come watch a shitty movie with me." And I'm like, "Yes, sir." And I jumped on the couch. He's like, uh, "I remember what? What did you say? You remember this film being bad? You've seen it before, haven't you?" Yeah, I had seen it before, and I remembered it was just like the ending fucking sucked. Um, and the Nick Cage at one point just has a scene um, where he's chasing after these guys who are like trying to talk to his kid, and then he just takes a baseball bat and hits it as hard as he can against like an oak tree in his front yard. He's like, "Where the fuck are you? Whack! Where are you?" And I just thought that um, was the weirdest thing. So it's stuck so- with me a long time. It's 2009's Knowing, and I remember this movie leaping out to me because Roger Ebert, who is an absolute king, rest in peace, um, he put it as his ninth best film of, like, 2009. He gave it four uh, four stars, and every other critic hated this movie. (laughs) And I'm like, and I've never seen it, and I'm like, let's, okay, I'm down, let's throw it on. And it's about uh, numerology, I guess is what it is. It's, it's, I don't know if it's, I think it's like a smarter movie the number 23 but um it starts off in like 1950s america 
And uh, this this little girl is just fucking hammering out. She's just writing a bunch of numbers, and this teacher's like, "All right, all right, Lucinda, we need a we're make we gotta make a drawing to put in the time capsule to put in the vault that'll be open in fifty years." Mm. And she's like, "Oh my God, you're writing these numbers again, Jesus Christ!" She takes like it away, and she just keeps carving numbers into the desk. She like writes more of them like on like the school door. It's like a scene. Oh, oh, she's, you know. Not all there. And fast forward 50 years, Nick Cage's kid goes to, goes to the school. He's, a, he's an MIT professor. He's a divorced dad. He, no, not divorced. He's a, widow, he's a widower. His wife died from carbon monoxide poisoning. She got burned, burned in a hotel. He's also uh, always wearing a Guess he didn't know, know that was coming. Bet you didn't know that was coming. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That bitch is gone. Okay? She is dead. She's probably in hell. All right? This movie ain't very... It has aliens in it, I think. I hope this the whole... very good for the Christians. Okay? So the movie's called Knowing, right? I hope the whole movie, yeah. somebody's like, What do you know? Your wife died of carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> Just the whole... <laughs> uh, there's a difference between... Uh, not understanding and knowing what's out there. And he vomits. He vomits black bile on the ground. Um, so uh, Nick Cage's son finds these numbers. He becomes obsessed with the numbers. Nick Cage takes the numbers. And, like, I didn't – I wasn't paying that much attention beginning. Does he have two houses? He has, like, a normal <laughs> house where he's eating breakfast with his son. And then – It'll cut to him in, like, the most dingiest, shittiest, like, there's clear water damage and black mold on the wall. I'm like, is he in a basement? Is this just, like, a part of the house that's there? Is this, is this, is this, is this symbolism? So, he becomes obsessed with the numbers, and he realizes, um, I called this. This was very funny. He just starts circling the numbers as patterns, and I turn to Josh, I'm like, fucking 9 is going to show up. And he starts pulling up, like, massive, like, earthquake deaths, train derailments, Mexico City on fire, and then, boom, it just zooms in. It's like, September 11th. He's like, oh, 91101. He circles it with a blue Sharpie. It's like, oh, the exact number, 2,996. It's, inc- it's incredible shit. Um, he eventually learns that there's another course of numbers that are, like, coordinates to, like, where all this bad shit happens. And he goes to, like, two separate events that occur that are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> uh, Josh, what were those two events? So the first one is when he was uh, going to go pick up his son for school, which I might add, he needed to use his GPS to get to his kid's school, which is um, shows that he's not a good father. First oh, of all. Um, yeah, like, this is how he learned. This is how he learned the coordinates. It's from a fucking Garmin is what he did. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I mean, he was going to get a Tom Tom, but he wanted to spring for the better device. So I get it. It literally came out of his mouth, guys. He looks at the Garmin. He sees longitude and latitude. And he's like, oh, knowing. And now all of a sudden he's got that information. It's intense. Oh, yeah. Uh, so basically, a bunch of cars are stopped on a freeway, and he has, you know, he's w- wanting to go up because he tells his son he's going to be there in ten minutes. He wants to see what's going on, and he notices that the, um, you know, it's the day, it's that day. This is supposed to happen, so he's like wondering, you know, where the fuck he's supposed to go, right? And then um, he c- c- 
basically right as he's about to talk to some cops and figure out what the holdup is with the accident and, how, you know, if many people died or anything. Um, a fucking plane just decides to crash <laughs> in the, the uh, adjacent field while uh, clipping the fucking freeway. And um, he chases after um, the plane and just sees a bunch of people who, who are on fire, but, like, just is unable to help them. Out. Yeah, yeah, he's unable to help most of them. Um, just because it seems like he's not giving them any um, enough effort. <laughs> it's a very low effort uh, saving. It's very CGI. It's yeah. a... It seems like he's having a, a trouble knowing what's going on around Ooh. him. Ooh. So, yeah, it's um, coming back. This is definitely a commentary on Bush's America, I feel like. Uh, <laughs> 9-11, plane randomly crashes in a field. It's, uh, it's a beautiful film. And then he goes to another one, guys. He's like, he, uh, he drops his kid off with his sister, and he's like, I have to go stop this. And he goes to New York City, and he's, like, grabbing cops. He's like, why are you people here? You need to evacuate this area. 176 people are going to die. And then he sees a dude looking suspicious, and he chases him into a subway. He gets on a subway car, and he's chasing this guy. And, like, the New York, like, Metro Police or whatever is behind him. And he's like, you have to stop that man. And a cop comes up, and he's like, sir, put your hands up. And he's like, I didn't mean to do it. And he drops a whole bunch of bootleg DVDs yeah, on the crowd. It was like, Sp- it was like Spider-Man 3. Like, <laughs> and then in the best part, a uh, oncoming subway train derails crashes into the train car they are and then kills a shit ton of people on the platform it is it is such a bonkers movie dudes you have to um highly recommend honestly honestly even all like the chaos the disaster scenes were pretty cool i gotta admit yeah i did hate his son his son just kind of sucked um, his son sucked that was a shitty kid yeah that that kid lives sucked. at the end unfortunately the kid lives at the end like it, yeah, like it, it like descends in this chaotic that the the sun's gonna like hit the earth with a solar flare and stuff, and they have to like decide what to do with it. And like this one part, like I'm drinking, and Josh just scream, screams, "We gotta steal the sun!" Anyway, that's ten minutes gone. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we can talk about baseball or more movies. Ryan, what have you been up to? Um, not shit. I'm drinking some Stam Usual Lagers from Urban Chestnut right now. Because we, um, we don't drink Budweiser and Hazard Bush products on this podcast, right? We don't. I, I even caught Nick having a Stella the other day. We've all been, we've all been relaxing some working class motherfuckers, right? And, uh, yeah. No, no Anheuser-Busch here, guys. No Bud products, right? Yeah. Why are we doing that again? Because Kid Rock, um... He made this video He's that a Patriot. I, I, yeah, I I watched it, and I felt that I felt the bald eagle. I felt the bald eagle wings fucking poking out of my fucking back, dude. And I felt dude, I felt really? every ounce of gay that I have inside of me just dry up. <laughs> like I don't know what he did. Yeah, I had, he man. he turned had... me. He turned me straight, and I. Dude. If there's conversion therapy that doesn't work for some of you guys, you watch that Kid Rock video, and you will never. He'll scare you straight. Yeah, he'll scare, he'll scare yeah. you straight. It's either the gayest thing or the straightest thing. It's 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 modern art. It's an it's a masterpiece. Okay. Yeah. It is 
ball with the ball to bang the bang diggy diggy. Okay, that is it is it is those, right those, up there. Those masterpiece. Those are the straightest words anybody's ever uttered. Ball with the ball. <laughs> the straightest words was those lyrics or him saying fuck no. Bud Light or fuck Anheuser Bush. No, the lyrics. Those are that is just straight I, Gorian chant or something. Dude, I think his best work. While we're while we're talking about the Kid Rock discography here was do out with Cheryl Crow. <laughs> no, no, was his work was his work on Osmosis Jones. Have you guys ever seen Osmosis Jones? Ooh, I oh, have yeah, seen that, that in a long predatory time, song. He makes, yeah, dude, yeah. it's a that's a PG movie. I love that movie, by the way. But he he sings a he does like you know his dirty his dirty redneck rap in there as a as a cameo as get this kidney rock, and uh, <laughs> he has some insane insane lyrics in it i believe that i believe that is his like magnum opus i guess him taking like an mp5 and shooting like like 14 cans out of a like 72 cans of beer is uh is pretty 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 awesome but i can't put it past his work that he did in osmosis young so <laughs> i had i had no idea what was going on i watched that video raw like it was just like every <laughs> every turning point in it, I because it was it was also the day that like Trump got arrested, so I was like, oh, he's crying about Trump getting indicted or whatever, and then like <laughs> he's like, all right, I get like patriotism. He's mad about Trump, and then he pulls the gun out and he's like, okay, he's gonna shoot some liberal shit, and then it pans the Bud Lights, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? What did Bud Light do? Fuck Don't Bud do it, kid. Yeah, seeing seeing white trash like him fucking gun down a can of beer is like is is you know there's something incredibly wrong internally with that man. It's like what the hell are you doing? Don't shoot the only thing that you love. Why you're gonna alienate the South for a generation, kid? Don't do it. I like that. Is if you he oh, looked no, he he looked like he just got done crying too. His, his eyes look like puffy and like. I think that's that might just be how aged fetal alcohol syndrome babies look too. Like, you know, so. I don't. It could have been. It could have been the latter as well. I don't know. When, when uh, after my first divorce, Bud Light was there to comfort me, and after and after my running with the law, or when people started boycotting my albums, not because they were shitty, which they are, but because of some of the positions I take, Bud Light was there for me, and then they turned around and stabbed me in the back by indicting Donald Trump. This is an grave injustice. Why could they do this to me? Why did they do it? Is because they put a trans person on a beer can, right? That was not it. not even rainbow folks. flag. That's it. On, That's it. on one rainbow beer flags. can. Yeah, they put Dylan Mulvaney on a beer can and some rainbow flags on it. And um, you, beer's not cool anymore, guys. Apparently, gay people they only drink Zima. They've never touched a beer in their life. Okay. Um, I um. It's like they're learning about rainbow capitalism for the very first time. I'm like, you're going to be so surprised when you realize everything else in your life has rainbow is rainbow flag coded at some point. That is, um, is it? I I wouldn't even say it's incredible. It's just uh, I I attest to what Nick said. Watching him do that and the conservative freak out over it is 
is the, some of the gayest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it really is. I don't mean that disparagingly to our gay listeners. I mean that as that that is some high school level. That is the gayest shit I've ever seen. Like that is that's incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean we can't. We're not. But hey, we want to show support. Okay, and you know a lot of cards fans. Um, are built like Kid Rock. They think like Kid Rock, so we want to show support. We're only drinking Stella Artois right now. And what did you say you were sipping on, Ryan? Stam Usual from uh, uh, Urban Chestnut. Stam- he had to get it imported to Alaska because he can't get it right. in Alaska. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They flew it in on a uh, one of those floating boats, yep. whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And there's that other cigarette plane in the news. Um, uh, you know, Ryan mentioned that his thought is because like Trump got indicted, and I know, you know, I know some of you understand that our politics may be not aligned with Donald Trump, and we want to we want to say we're gonna be we're gonna be honest here, we're gonna be set the record neutral. straight. What? Yeah, we're gonna set the yeah. record straight. Okay. Um, uh, if you want to know more, okay, we encourage you to know more before you jump to any conclusions. Um, Donald Trump was indicted on thirty four felonies. He was arraigned. Um, if you want to know more about what rules he broke, please take it from this podcast. Google Donald alleged, Trump Rule 34. Alleged rules he broke. Just Google Donald alleged. Trump Rule 34, and yep. you guys will get the answers you want about Donald Trump. Yep. So, All right. Um, baseball time? I guess we can talk baseball. Oh, before, before, I will give my quick projections, right? Can I do Ooh, that still? Okay. That's, no, yeah, that's what we wanted. Um. Uh, NL West. Um, so yeah, there's three wild card spots, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then one of the you division, the lowest division winner, plays the first wild card seed, which is the dumbest shit. Um, anyway, uh, Dodgers are going to be the top wild card seed in baseball because the Padres are going to win the division. Um, okay. In the West. AL, I'm going to say first place uh, Astros and highest seed wild card uh, Mariners. Nice. Um, Based. AL Central. Based but safe. We need something bold yeah. from you, man. Oh, there's nothing. I, I, it's safe because it's probably true. Um, mm-hmm. I'm no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Quasimodo. Yeah, hunchback, misshapen face. <laughs> yep. Yep. Obs- obsessed with beautiful dark women. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> AL Central <laughs> Guardians are taking sanctuary. It. They're taking the cake. Uh, White Sox will be uh, a wild card team. Not saying top. They'll be a wild card team though. Um, okay, that's kind of bold. You're picking the White Sox to make the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just maybe. I think they might sneak in. You know, if everybody can okay. get healthy, if everybody stays healthy, if we get a full season of fucking Luis Robert and um, Tim Anderson, well, uh, the left fielder, fucking what's his name, um, Eloy Jimenez. Eloy, yep. Eloy. Um, um, yeah. Um, one of them's already hurt, though, right? Are you like fucking for of, real? Yeah. Oh well, fuck yeah. the White Sox then. Um, They're not. No. I think yeah. I think Eloy's yeah. hurt. And Yasmani Grandal. No, Dylan Seas is going to take them to the promised land single-handedly. Yeah. Italian pride. Um, 
because hmm. Yasmani Grandal is going to be catching full-time, and he has oh, a pitching okay. staff pretty well. Oh, and what's-his-face is coming back <laughs> from uh, cancer soon, I think. Yep. He Liam will be back, Liam Hendrick, I think, yeah. post-All-Star yeah. break or pre-All-Star break. So he'll be back yep. in a few But months. first, he's coming on this podcast. Yep. The slob on our knob cast. Mm-hmm. Um, the slob on our knob NL, NL Central. <laughs> Cardinals will take the Central Division. Um, Are you sure? It's been yeah, a Yeah, they're going to have the – it's going to be a repeat, I think, essentially, um, yeah. of We're, last year. We're going to be the lowest winning division winner. Um, maybe. Hmm. I mean, I don't even know at this point because the Cardinals can't win outside the division, obviously. So – um, we played more teams outside the division. Yeah, exactly. So they just can't. They, if we were to play the Braves tomorrow in a division series, we'd be done. It'd we'd be, be pretty fucked. It'd we're going to get to that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, just we have like, uh, foreshadowing, we have like foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Um, Brewers, uh, Brewers don't make it at all again. No, Nobody else in the NL Central Ooh. makes the playoffs. Brewers aren't going to be a good team. They, they struck some luck against the Mets because uh, Max Scherzer is – uh, children blood is wearing off so uh, he he's needs right. to, he needs to re up and drink drink from the fountain um the adrenochrome sweet, sweet right adrenochrome. He needs, yeah yeah, yeah dude, this is a pe- this is a pizza gate podcast it's um, a pizza gate this is a mamma mia yeah. of course it's a pizza gate uh you know um, All right, so the wet, uh, Max, Max Scherzer needs to drink baby blood. Yeah, uh, to to get. I his, guess to from fix the elbow. from their newest sponsor, the New York Presbyterian Hospital. That fucking massive billboard patch they now have on their uh, on their shoulder sleeve. Even the Mets. No wonder the Mets can fuck up a sponsorship. So go ahead, Nick. Uh, the East. I think Blue Jays yes. and Yankees fight it out tooth and nail at the very end. Yankees win the division. Blue Jays first wild card team, Red Sox second wild card team, and the, oh, the, the, the Sox. Ra- the Rays don't make it. I know Josh said something about the Sox too, but I, I think there's some. I think they have some some gel. I think they're gelling. Adam Duvall, man, he's killing it right now. I I hope he fucking hurts himself. Um, yeah, he but, is an ass, but you yeah. know, go Sox, go Sox, go Sox. Nick Actually, I want Adam David Duvall. Portnoy to burn, so I don't want the Red Sox in. Um, yeah, exactly. Come on, man. A- don't betray your bros. NL like East. Tampa Come Bay. on, man. One bite. Every everybody screens. knows the rules. What, NL what? East. Shit, uh, cuz, it's man. the Braves. You ain't going to align with Dave Portnoy, are you? The Braves and nobody else are getting in. Um, I okay. think the other wild um, cards come from Central and or uh, the West and not um, – you know, I think the Giants and Dodgers will be the second wild cards, second third wild cards. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't think right. I don't think the Mets make it. I mean, as soon as Verlander gets back, Scherzer's going to get hurt. Um, so it's going to be a, a a nice back and forth with them for for the whole season. So, um, and then another guy will get hurt, and they'll just collapse. They'll have their collapse um, that they typically have. So. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my projections. World Series Wait. Uh, is going to be the um, Cardinals no. versus the Cardinals. No, Cardinals are going to get bounced first round because um, mm-hmm. of Oliver Marmol's dumb fuck decisions. Um, Ooh. Ooh. More foreshadowing. More foreshadowing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Nick, I so. forgot to mention to you, Ali Marmal reached out to me and he said he really liked our pod and he was going to listen to this upcoming episode. Good, dude. I cannot wait for him to hear all the great things we're about to say about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, he gave me his address and phone number. Um, I'm starting to have second thoughts about sharing that with you guys. Um, yeah. Um, so, Cardinals first round exit, huh, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's already mismanaged the fucking bullpen like it's the goddamn playoffs. I don't know. I don't see how anything's gonna change. Not even, not even Norton should in. be in every not fucking even. game. He should be in every. How game about Jordan? Be Jordan Hicks be be getting in every game and fucking giving up one or two runs. That's just unnecessary. Well, my from what I gather, they're getting them work to try and get them right. And uh, I mean, you know. I guess do I guess it early in the early. year, but I mean, I, I still think yeah. every game counts because uh, the yeah, Phillies are think, in a hole um, right now, one in fucking five. Jesus Christ! Listen, it's very early in the year. Um, you know, the panic, the panic meter should be, you know, at like annoyed because fans are always annoyed whenever their team isn't doing well. But I don't think the team, the starting rotation is going to carry like a, a plus nine ERA for the whole season. It's you know they're going to. Some guys are going to get it righted. Um, I hope you're right, man. I, I, just, I like, have no faith in any of these guys right now. I just Nick, don't. it's been six fucking games. Look, man, six you want to come out and fucking, like, why Why are they still having kinks? If these guys are elite starting pitchers like they're supposed to be, I don't I don't understand why they're getting shelled like a bunch of fucking double-A prospects. Like, I just, you know. They, it, face, two, I, they face two elite offenses is why. So it just kind of, like, magnified the issues they, they have. I'm, all right, this is just anger stemming from giving Miles Michaelis fucking two years and $40 million. Okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> I will step back from the podium, and you guys can, can take over. Now. Yeah, we're going to have to slap you on your little wrist with that one, young man. Like. Cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's, you know, we face two excellent teams, um, offensively, um, against the Jays. I think we pitched just well enough on our offense, carried the, the weight and with the Braves, I think that's what we're going to see from good teams in the national league for a better part of the year. Um, I, you know, call me crazy on this one, but I would say we possess definitely a top 10 offense around a top five offense. I do not think we're top three. I do not think we're anywhere, like, contending with uh, with a team, especially like Atlanta. I don't think I don't think we hold a, a match to them offensively. And in, I, I don't think hope I would hope yeah. it's a little sobering, I would think, for, you know, the part of the fan base that really kind of lost not lost their mind but you know it's hopium right we get a lot of hype it's our you know it's what we do as fans but you know um to tout that we're going to you know have the best offense i'm like let's pump the brakes and say we're going to be around a top five definitely top 10 but the braves showed why um they murdered our pitching and we couldn't do anything against their pitching we didn't face their top top two we face Dylan Dodd, SEMO alum, like, you know, like me and Josh, so represent. And we faced a guy whose name I fucking forgot, but he couldn't even touch 90 miles an hour. Elders. Elder. 
Yeah, the El- Elder. Great name. So, um, concerning on all fronts, but the pitching, the starting, you know, our our best starter outing so far is Jack Flaherty, which was the luckiest disaster ever. You know, five innings, no runs, no hits, but like seven walks. He got very lucky. Um, there's there's a lot of work that that still needs to be done with the rotation, but luckily, luckily we're bad the first week of the season, and this isn't happening in September. I don't. I don't think Flaherty yeah. had the best outing. No. Oh, I mean, I th- I'm just going by stat line is what I, I think. Going. I was impressed by Steven Matz. He did yeah. give up. He gave up bombs. He had seven Ks in five innings. You're gonna give up bombs to the like to the Braves offense. That's gonna happen. Like four runs. Yeah. Yeah, four runs is like the offense should have came that game. Like there that was kind of a we didn't get blown out. We were we were in that game. We had many chances to score. We just yeah. fucked up. Well, I mean the K's were good. He gave up a shit ton of hits and in, in lie of that. And like I will say the good thing about it is that um he walked, I think, one guy. Um, so he showed that he was around the dish. I don't know what his pitch count was because he pitched into the six. Um, here, let me look it up. He threw 94 pitches, which is honestly, like, that's a frustrating thing about Matt's, Is Even though, you know, his walk rate has improved through his career, he has still has, like, a lot of deep counts. Um, I mean, it could have been more disastrous, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah. He kept us in the. He kept us in that game. He kept uh, us in the game, I, and he he came, He had some good strikeouts where it was like, oh, this could get out of hand real fast, and then he ended the inning with a strikeout. Like, yeah, that that showed me promise. Like that if that's a playoff game and they score four runs, if your offense should be good enough to beat that team, like that. Um, Dylan Dodd um, outdueled him. Uh, we're talking about a guy who gave up runs to uh, teams with powerful offenses like Belmont, Murray State, and Austin P. Um, and the Cardinals couldn't outdo the Ovalley, uh, Ohio Valley Conference. Let me fucking tell you, all right? Do not ever sleep on the OVC people. That is a yep. They could take they could take on the Cardinals, man. You know, that. Uh, I mean, it's typical, typical offensive letdown. Like when you kind of expect it, and then this team out of nowhere is just going to get red hot, win like ten of their next twelve in dramatic fashion. But yeah, I mean the the thing we want to talk about that occurred in that game is the send, right? It is the Tyler O'Neill play. So. Fucking send uh, it. <laughs> fucking fucking send, ba- full send, baby. So fucking send it. Um, fucking send it, lot. So um, Tyler O'Neill gets thrown out the plate by Ronald Cunha Jr. because Ronald Cunha Jr. is awesome. It's in the bottom of the seventh. It's a four-one game. Um, we got two runners on. Brendan Donovan pinch hits, hits a single on the right, and. I'm not sure what is running hard to for a professional athlete, okay? Um, I think 
I think as a fan, when we imagine a guy running hard, we imagine... You know how, like, they have the close play animation and like, the old MVP baseball or an MLB The Show? Like, that last full stride, full extension, you know, that type of thing. I think that's how we, man, uh, you know, imagine how someone goes all out, right? Um, but O'Neal got an okay jump on that hit. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. has a, has a rifle, um, essentially. Um, he is an immensely elite player offensively and defensively, although if you ask Jimmy Ballgame, old Jim Edmonds says he's kind of like borderline elite. But um, Ronald Acuna's got a, got a hand cannon on his right shoulder. Um, and, you know, the what happened, happened, right? Um, Pop Warner gave O'Neal the send, and he got thrown out the plate. All right, and now pause. Just to kind of pause. Oh, okay. Not well, real, not real pause, not real pause. Just okay. a, a pause right here. Well, what did you say? Wait, Pop wait. Warner. Pop Warner gave O'Neal the Warner send. Pop Warner sent him, yeah. Pop Warner, Ollie. Yeah. Pop Warner <laughs> sent and I wanna, and Tyler O'Neill. Last year when it came to um, defensive arm strength, Ronald Cunha Jr. was the 100th percentile in terms of arm strength last year. Um, it was, you know, I guess, you know, we're fans. Uh, we get it. We're fans. We're just a bunch of fucking idiots who watch Nick, Nick Cage movies and do offensive accents. Um I have no problem wasting runners at the plate. And I feel like on something like that, you should own it more as a coaching staff on a risky play like that. Um, if uh, O'Neill stays, you have two outs with the bases loaded. You know, if you're going to waste a runner at the plate, you want to waste them with two outs. You know, and try and wait. Or if you're going to waste a runner, you want to waste them at the dish, right? Because you're trying to score. That's a, you know, that's a, if you're wasting, if you're, Wasting a runner trying to get the second base, you know. So what? You get the second base. Cool. You're in scoring position. If you waste them at the plate, you get a fucking run. If you get in. Um, I I mean, you guys have seen the video. I, I want your takes on this. I thought uh, O'Neal was kind of taken aback about the send. Um, I'm not sure, you know. it. Obviously, you know, from my perspective, it doesn't look like he's like 110% on it. But... At the same time, I don't think he's half-assing it at all. And I don't know exactly what, how someone who is Tyler O'Neill is supposed to look running full speed. Um, but it's kind of a bad look on that play, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he looked like I mean, he didn't want to run because he knew he was going to get thrown out. Didn't. Yeah, I think he probably knew that. But uh, either way, he, if we, he doesn't listen to his coach, had, you know, it's bad. Yeah, there had just he had just gunned out Contreras trying to hustle out like a couple innings before. Yeah, like they we had already tested the arm and we had already been burned by it. I like. I mean, I guess from their perspective, I mean, testing the arm with the feet of like a catcher is not the same as like one of the. But a, Wilson know. Contreras is not slow as his MLB the Show stats tell me. Um, I know that's not real, <laughs> but he's not slow in that game. <laughs> Well, no, he's got uh, decent speed for a catcher, but here, I, I mean, I'll tell you real I quick. I could talk shit about but MLB I mean, The like, Show developers all day, but go on. <laughs> we might do that. We might enjoy some pain. Uh, like, in terms of sprint speed last season, he was 
42 percentile. Wilson Travis like average to above average speed. He's like 16th this year, but you know it's early. But like Tyler O'Neill is obviously a far better base runner than him. So which yeah. I agree, we tested his arm on it. But I would say that like if from a coaching, you know, you'd be like, yeah, but like we didn't. It's different when you're testing an arm of a guy and you're not in between, you know. But he, we tested the arm and he threw a he threw a dot threw a to second base. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. if he would have thrown it offline at all. Contreras is safe on that play, but he did. He threw a perfect ball, and he, he threw, threw a perfect ball on the Tyler O'Neill one too. He just like it's. Yeah, O'Neal's I just think. Speed. Oh, go ahead. Finish, finish. You're good. No, you can. That was it, but. Go ahead with the sprint speed. It's like 30 feet per second, right? At yeah, his sprint velocity. speed last year, he was in the 97th percentile. This year, he's in the 81st percentile. So maybe he is dogging it, guys. Maybe he isn't hustling, out of all people. Um, so players get thrown out the plate. So if you're a Cards fan, you know this isn't like the main point of contention, okay? It's that the result of it is that Ollie didn't like it. Him and O'Neill had a private meeting over it to just, you know, he's always saying, ah, you could have busted it harder there. We need you to go full effort on that one. Um, whether, you know, obviously there's a disagreement with him because this boiled over. And then Ollie criticized Tyler O'Neill that very same night and then the next fucking day to the media. Um, I like this level of candor as someone who likes drama. <laughs> but we're as a bitchy caddy uh, little Melissa George here okay um, I don't think it's a good look six games into the season to now have um, a, a verbal sparring with your outfielder because Tyler O'Neill kind of fired back a little bit too saying um, you know he comes in he grinds his ass off every day I would probably say I've never had like any issue with Tyler O'Neill's effort. I honestly can't tell when a guy's going max effort, but I don't think he gets hurt because he's just fragile and you breathe on him wrong. You know, he won a gold glove twice. He had a near MVP esque year. He, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of good. He gets hurt because he's for this team that doesn't pay him shit. He's that, gotten hurt yeah, for them before. That celebrates when it fucking beats him in arbitration, baby. Yeah. Sent him to the Arizona Far, Fall League last year and said you can't play in the fucking playoffs. Like, I don't know. It's... Uh, so, I think you're right. I think it's, like, early in the season, it's bad. If this was, like, July or August and we were, like, pushing for the playoffs... Like Hell yeah! Let, let's let, right? let's let's fire it up. But this seems this seems like Ollie was like, I'm gonna pick one guy. Like the like like I had a coach in high school do that. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm just I'm just gonna pick a guy one day, and we're going to like rail into him to fire up the rest of the team. But it just or, doesn't you know, push seem... their limits, right? Or try and push. Their yeah, limits. yeah. I don't. You know. Let's say O'Neill responds with this by kicking ass, right? Then we're going to say Ollie's a genius. So um, this is something like, you know, as a coach I wouldn't do, or it's just hard for me to fathom why you would go about like this way. 
I mean, I'm a little hypocritical on it because, like, I support how Craig Berube has been very, very confrontational with, you know, guys like Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrie. But, like, that just didn't quite seem to be the spot to pick that, you know? That just, um, you know, it's not that much of a big deal, I would think. It's just, you know, this is the discourse. This is the drama that's happened, you know, obviously. So it just kind of feels like talking about it. But... You know, Ali kind of has a history with kind of putting anyone on blast publicly. You know, his, the way he's, I would say, treated, I would say, Dylan Carlson. Dakota Hudson, prime example there. You have O'Neal. The Obamas. And, like, don't take this as a fence, okay? But, like, the Obamas. I hope you, I hope you fucking get, I hope you, I hope you fucking get scabies for that. But, (laughs) I hope, I hope your skin turns to stone. But like, <laughs> but, like, you know, we saw him do it with his players. We saw him, like, confront, like, C.B. Buckner publicly on it. Like, it's – I mean, I don't know if this is, like, how Ollie does things. I'm not, I'm not sure if, you know, if he feels it's an obligation to be transparent, if he thinks it's, like, a motivational tool. But, like, that just seems like such a weird spot to criticize a guy like that. And, you know, maybe he's like, this will fire him up, take him next level. He emerges as a leader. Like, I understood the Hudson thing because Hudson has sucked. And whatever has been trying to work hasn't worked. Um, I understand C.B. Buckner because C.B. Buckner's a bad ump. I don't understand, like, this animus he most likely has against Dylan Carlson and now the Tyler O'Neill thing. I'm kind of partial to Ryan's belief on this, that he was just kind of using O'Neal as an example um, Uh to the rest of the team. I I think he's just losing control, and I think he wants to have a scorched earth policy. Maybe. In Uh, some ways, I also think that there are many guys, like I think there has to be a message sent that somebody is right behind you to take your job, and if you're not going to be playing, like – I kind There's, of buy into that, yeah. Like, and I, I don't, I don't think it was the right time. This was like, may, like, like further down the line, that could be said, because I feel like that most of the team, they're all batting like over three hundred. I don't think there's more they can do, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't think this was the right time to do it. I think there's a time, like, there's, there's a moment to do that. But I think Ollie probably just had it in his head coming into the season after the first week. I'm. I'm tearing tearing into somebody, and I can't do it to Carlson because he's because he's soft, and Newt's hurt. So I guess I'll have to do it to Tyler O'Neill. I guess I have to do it to our Canadian print. I guess I have to do it to a guy who is built like a Greek god who could rip me in fucking half. You know, like I know, like I'll, what what did Ollie say? He wanted this team to be relentless, and they seem to be that on the base paths because O'Neill got thrown out, and then the next fucking night. There's a shallow bloop, and Goldschmidt gets gunned down at the plate. So, maybe, maybe be relentless but smart when trying to take, when trying to score a run. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure. Um, O'Neal had some words, um, had some words for, uh, for Ali. He was expressed disappointment how he just kind of expected this to be taken in-house. And you know, he obviously very defensive on it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we'll just we'll see how he responds, right? 
you know, he got a pinch hitting opportunity. He came in as a defensive sub, and he flied out. Um, I guess I expected my hot take that uh, that Dylan Carlson was going to slug his way back into this lineup to occur later in the season and not so uh, quickly. But hey, here we are. I guess O'Neill's the odd man out at the moment. Yeah, I haven't heard from Nick in a while. What's 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 brew with you, Nick? Nick, what's uh, what's what's some hateful shit you got to say about this? Is... My full take is that uh, Ollie is is uh, out of pocket for doing this. He has no. First of all, he's a second year manager, and whoa, there's Sammy Buck. I no no no. I saying he just got here. He did just get here. Yes, he. Yeah, I mean not yes and no. I mean he he's been a bench coach, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, happy you finally came around to back in the blue. Thank no, you. No, no, fuck CB Buckner. And fuck <laughs> all your umpires, including you. Um, <laughs> no, I. The, the, the public throwing under the bus player thing is stupid. I mean, it's stupid, it's immature, it's all over the news, it's national, like. My fucking neighbors from Chicago know about it. Like that's how you know. Like it's everywhere when it seeps yeah, into Chicago Dallas news. In Dallas, yeah. Braden, and and it it's it fucking made people like Ken Rosenthal about. write a fucking article about how the Cardinals were shopping O'Neill to the Marlins this past off season. Like what yep, the f- like? Saw that. Why O'Neill followed his coach's rules? When he was probably going by instinct, not wanting to. Yeah, that motherfucker like is a five-tool player team. who has never not hustled. He hasn't. He hasn't ever baited. He hasn't ever fucking whatever. He hasn't fouled in right field. He hasn't fucking done any of that shit. Like, look, O'Neill plays fucking hard. He always has. Ollie's out of touch. The journalists are out well, of touch. Can we talk about the journalists can how fuck themselves in. Yeah. I'm Team O'Neill all day. It sounds like That's we it. need to get Tyler O'Neill and Ali Marmal to come on the pod and squash this beef. <laughs> oh I'm man, I'll reach out to their publicist. The thing I don't like, and I know that this would never happen, but like, not once did he ever criticize Yachty last year for I don't know, just like going away for a while and not keeping contact yeah, to go, with the team. Yeah, to go, you know, that's like that's a, no, I, I can't, I can't get behind it. Yachty was no, no, no. Yachty's Yachty's. I'm just saying he would never and, do yeah. it, but the inconsistency no. yeah, yeah, is what yeah. bothers no, me. I get it. Like, you know, it's 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 not that he didn't. It's Tyler's that, well, been here way before all he was too. I don't. I don't, there's no fucking well, reason for him to say anything well, about yeah. Tyler. Maybe, well, maybe that sort of thing kind of irked Ollie last year too. Again, uh, we're just this is conjecture. So hey, folks, we did like <laughs> the mostly objective thing on it. Now we're just. Um, we're doing creative writing right here, okay? This is the writer's room. Um, you know, maybe Ali, you know, maybe he did kind of grow sick of that. And maybe he's like, this is this is a changing of the guard, right? You know, we have a new catcher. We're, you know, Wayno's gone. You know, we have this win-now mentality. This is the group I have now. This is, you know, fresh faces, some new pitchers. You know, there is no bullshit. We are, we are you know... Uh, all gas, no brakes, minus the sexual assault. Anyway, all, we're all we're pedal to the fucking metal here. Okay, this is what we are. All right, we're you know relentless, and maybe maybe it's like a change philosophically for him compared to last season, 
and this is probably one he feels that is less like um you know less of a less of a parade you know of a, of a farewell less showy and this is one where he's like this is like my legit core of guys and this is what i'm you know this is my identity i'm imposing here you want to you want to know about. my just absolutely asinine off the wall take um before you say it, am I going to have to bleep it? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, let, no. Uh, no. Okay, go go ahead. Actually, I think Ollie uh, Marmol is a poop. You Tom, yeah. God, Jesus. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God, Nick. Uh, I don't know where we're at. <laughs> you on the time. can't just take, do just that. Take, just a bit, just uh, take a picture of it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's uh, coming in at about Forty-six minutes, fifty okay. seconds. Right. He is a boopin' boop boop. All right. Um, oh, gotta, man. He got the hat. What did I say Tyler, earlier, Tom? Tyler, what did wait, I say earlier? What did you say earlier? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I was telling Tom before. I was like, man, we need to like. I need to not be like the one who gets the cut. <laughs> like, in these I I haven't Josh, been around Josh, for a while, so. Josh, can, you know. Josh went into hospital to get treated before he turned septic, and he still came out. The most toxic of the bunch. Then, like, <laughs> I'm um, happy, no. you know. Thanks for covering for our boy Nick. Anyway, share yeah, us your, of course. Share Anytime. Your, I, I that was you know in honor of Ryan, in honor of you, um, <laughs> in honor of Josh. Uh, Thank you. In, in Thank honor you. of Richie, our our friend. Um, in honor of Lucci. Um, in honor of yeah. every player I play on MLB that- the Show online. Before um, we finally get to your take, I like yeah. the concept that we're using slurs for good and thanking people for it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd like to thank the Academy. There, there, there's toys for tots and slurs for they're good. Only, they're only for good. Um, Tyler O'Neill gets traded for pitching. Uh, t- uh, Tommy Edmond plays left field, and Mason Wynn is our shortstop in two months. In two months? You guys think two months? I June. Mid-June. Mid-June. Think mid-June? Hmm. Yep. I could see that. I could see mid-June and July. Or, I think it would kind of be closer to the trade deadline. But wait, or, guys. Tommy Paul DeYoung is on a rehab assignment. So the the kids come yeah. back. Help is coming, Nick. <laughs> Hope is on the way. <laughs> Who's on a rehab Help assignment? Help is coming. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Pauly nuts, baby. They sent no. him. What they sent him to Peoria? No, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. The amount of time Paul DeYoung's on the Major League roster is the amount of time I'm not on this podcast. So <laughs> it can either be a it can either be a really short stint. <laughs> he could not even go, come back to the Major League roster at all, or he's here and I'm not on. So. It's Welcome a gamble. to the 500th episode of the Worst Fans in Baseball podcast. We're here to celebrate Paul DeYoung's second consecutive MVP title after <laughs> dramatically coming back up after tweaking his back in spring trading 2023. Paul DeYoung has used his salary, his immense $40 million AAV for good to raise uh, homes for the impoverished and health care for those who need it. Um, I wish we had all of us here to talk about it, but... <laughs> Only Josh and Ryan and I, uh, a certain other co-host who still works with us behind the scenes, refuses to be here. Um, because exactly. Paul DeYoung's too fucking good, baby. He's too good. <laughs> Have I got to publicly that- say, though, how much I love Stu Styles? I, like, 
I haven't. I didn't get to talk yeah. to him in person or on on the Zoom. But I, that guy, yeah, it's like it's like an Stu, old friend. We know you're listening. An old friend. He is coolest. You know. Um, uh, we'll, and and we'll I, I heard the discourse about my Paul DeYoung hate too at the very end of that episode. It was a very <laughs> nice homage to me while I wasn't around. So <laughs> I I do appreciate it. I'm happy it's that and not the fact that we talked about your penis with a stranger. Yeah, don't do that. Like, don't do that. I mean, you, you did post a video. Here. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need to penis. do that. We I did, don't I did, at all need I did, to do that, ever. I did post hog before. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Show us your hog. <laughs> Show us your hog. God. <laughs> anyway, gonna, I, fucking Noir Days is going to take off, get a, get a major record. They're going to be playing like at fucking Enterprise to like 20,000 screaming people. And somehow, despite Nick's best efforts to prevent his best friends from getting to the front row, Josh and Tom will be there screaming, show us your hog, through a fucking megaphone that we somehow snuck past security. Jesus Christ. And Ryan will be behind us in a hijab because no one can see him, okay? He is a mystery. <laughs> Folks, and Ryan Paul DeYoung not- will be in the MVP. He'll be in the sitting up top. <laughs> Creature of the night. Da, da, and then Paul DeYoung comes out on stage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is not going full circle at all. Don't try. Do not do not try. Get the fuck out of here. It's not funny. It's not funny. You're going to wake up. You're going to just randomly pass out. You're going to wake up in a basement. And Paul DeYoung is going to emerge out of the shadows and be like, so my mom blocked you on Twitter, I heard. I'm like, what? <laughs> um... Oh, this went off the tracks a little bit. We've never done that. We're sorry, folks. Um, yeah, I would say we. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Do we finish? Do we hammer the Ali Marmal thing? Do we? Do we do that? Do we finish? If he doesn't get back, get back. Did we to milk being that a, discourse? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just, I'm not a fan right now. He has to, he has to not be a Vince, fucking douchebag. Jordan, uh, Jordan Walker right. for not hustling on his first homer. So yeah, do that. <laughs> Um, oh God! Cardinals got swept by the Braves. It's dominated by the O'Neill shit, but the offense didn't show up. Um, the thing that leapt out to us that was concerning is the starting rotation is pretty meh. Um, what's your guys' concern level with the starting rotation going forward? Think it's just uh, a bad first I am week. most concerned. I'm most concerned about how this bullpen's going to hold up because that doesn't that you know that's that's the next thing. When our pitchers are going four innings every fucking game, yeah, the bullpen's going to be yeah, it's destroyed fucked. by the fucking All-Star yeah. break. I feel like I'm going to win my hot take, which is uh, Verhagen's going to stick the whole year. And, every uh, every every pitcher's going to be Matt Bowman, dude. It's going to be really sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no shit, though, man. Like, I don't, I don't know what the philosophy is with the pitching staff here because – uh, like, we can't. We're Seth Main is isn't a good addition. Neither is like a Ryan Franklin or a Matt Bowman. You can't stop thinking of those guys. You need dudes who can fucking punch guys out. We keep harping this. It's biting us. It's going to continuously bite us in the ass. You can't rely on us we getting lucky on balls. Wilkin and play Rodriguez defense. back, baby. We need Wilkin back. Yeah. yeah. We need Mitchell Boggs. We That's need Wilkin. We need, we need Gil- Gilmiro Zuniga. 
and whoever else throws fucking darts. We need dart throwers. Let's go ahead and bring up Tink Hintz. Let's just get him up from single A. Let's put him in the bullpen, see what the kids got. He punched Fuck out it. seven today. Ryan, if John Mozalek had uh, balls, he'd do it. But he doesn't, so. He does. He has little gerbil nuggets between those, <laughs> <and> those legs. <laughs> Ryan, what's your gauge? Are we overreacting? Is everyone hitting the fire alarm too quick? Do we have cause to be concerned? What I, I'm really concerned about Miklas. Like the other pitchers, it was like, yeah, we kind of know it's a mixed bag. But yeah. Miklas having two just got god awful starts he didn't he only had like he generally only has like one start a year like this and to have two right off the bat is yeah last year was that pretty alarming colorado start and he kind of he had that bad stretch last year where he kind of wavered with some pretty inconsistent like play but i mean he still posted like really good numbers and then yeah he starts the season off with with this right like i I think at, it's because yeah. in the off season, mm-hmm. people are like, "Oh, well, what are, what are the base, the big bases? How are they going to affect the game? The pitch clock?" And I think Miklas started doing his own research about how these things. Oh, he would do <laughs> that. Yeah, I think he's just a he, no. Ryan, here's the truth. He's like, he's clearly, he's clearly got his mind somewhere else. Okay, man, he is clearly upset with Trump being indicted, and this is what happened. Oh, so. Um, here's some hope, though, Ryan. I'm going to give you a little hope. Um, Michaelis's ERA is near 10. Um, I am told that's not good. His FIP, though, <laughs> his fielding independent pitching is like a third oh, of that. Oh, it, a stat that doesn't even fucking exist. A fake made-up thing. A fake made-up stat. does matter. No. ERA, ERA no. is more bullshit. No. FIP, no. His FIP is 2.66. He... Is maybe a little bit unlucky. Tell me and how many hits he gave up opening day. Um, he gave up ten hits in opening day, Nick. He yeah, also gave and, up seven then, hits. He also gave up yeah. seven hits yeah. less than eighty miles an hour. So he wasn't they were really blue off on. It was a very Not unlucky one. day for for the Cardinals yeah. pitching staff. I'll say that, but I mean, did and he find you, the? I mean, how many walks? I mean, he had what, like five walks, no walks. too, didn't he? He's no? had one walk. He's given up one walk. Oh, that was the Flaherty game. Third. That was the Flaherty yeah. game. You know, yeah. I see My bad. I see My bad. Yep. Yeah. Just... Maybe he should have walked seven and gave up zero hits. They've been. Uh, they've all been below average, and I'm unimpressed. And if the second time around gets better for any of them, I hope it's just Flaherty. Um, because <laughs> if he if he can if he can uh, give up three walks and no hits in pitch five. I'll be happy as long as the offense scores for him. Jack's winning the fucking game. Like that's just You're, that's just it. Um, Michaelis um, had fuck him. I would say horrible bad luck in the first game. Uh, I mean, it still happened, right? You still gave up. We we still lost that game. And with the Atlanta game, he was awful for the first two innings, and then he settled down. Um, listen. Little too Not late. Going to sell. Little too late. Yeah, right. Out. I mean, s- still pitched six innings, kept us in the game, five earned, nothing to write home about. I wouldn't call that a, an implosion when it comes to performance, but he's going to be better. Okay, if he has a game like his Colorado game last year, what are you going to say? He, his next, his next start. Like, like when I would his, his oh, next start. If it's like talking, the game that he pitched in Colorado. 
last year. Oh God, if it's the Colorado one, that would be pretty. My so I'll tell you my concern level with him. Okay, the panic button gets mashed. He has until the end of May. I figure once you're about two months in, you need to start showing signs that this is the season you're gonna have. Do you remember? Oh, dude, now this is a fucking callback. This is one of the first episodes we did, where I did research on when a player starts to show signs of the season they're going to have, which is when they kind of hit near that plateau. And it's usually between 60 to 80 games. So we're talking about two, two and a half months. Half a now, season? Not half a season, no. I mean, like 60 to 80. Yeah, 80 is half. But we're talking about, honestly, it's about a third. A third to a little more right. is kind of when you get the hint that, of what the season you're going to have. I'd say two months. If Michaelis is... How about this? Um, if he has a high ERA or high ERA, high FIP, whatever, and the metrics don't look good. Actually, if he's that bad, the metrics won't look good. But let's say he's got, like, um, a shitty whip or a high ERA and at the end of May, and it's not recent. Like, he hasn't been, like, on a – let's say he had a horrendous April where he has, like, a 12 ERA, but then he spends all of May getting it down to, like, 6 or 7. That, to me, is showing improvement. But let's say he's just constantly, it's going up, it's going down. There's no, like, stability to it. I think that's when you start hitting the concern button and being like, yeah, maybe we move him to the rotation. Maybe we hope for what's best. Maybe we move him. Maybe we see if he's hurt. Maybe we demote him lower in the lineup. Maybe we give him an off day. You know, I say at the end of May is when you kind of start hitting the, you know, the, 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 the panic button on guys. So. It, unless he, I mean, if he comes out next down and throws two innings, give up twelve runs, um, yeah, I'll hit it then. That's that sounds like pretty. That sounds pretty extreme. <laughs> if he's that extremely bad, I would probably hit it a little early. But. Ryan, yeah, I'm hitting it now. I dropped him in all my fantasy leagues. Like he is <laughs> done. He is dead to me. Why the fuck do you have him in your fantasy league to begin with? Because normally he's a good just compiler. He pitches a lot of innings and he has a, a good good ERA. Let's talk about um, Josh's compiler. How's Corbin Burns doing in your fantasy league, Josh? Oh, dude, fucking ass, man. Oh. How did Sandy Alcantara do um, for, for old Luciano? His number one draft pick overall, number one overall, Cy Young, back-to-back Cy Young. Doing great. He's doing amazing. I'm very Corbin's gonna uh, be better, but man oh man, is it You say Corbin it, Burns is gonna be better? Yeah, dude. Than Sandy? Not better than Sandy, they'll be pretty equal. Sandy will probably be a little bit better. He crews more uh innings. So yeah. he pitches in a hey, more uh, pitcher friendly park. Sean Murphy did pretty well for you today. Got you nine. Oh points. god damn it. Yeah, I don't I don't want him. Can you please accept the trade I've offered you? Can we just have this out right here? Wilson Contreras for Sean Murphy, Ed Rosario, and Alex Wood. Take him. Nah, I don't want Alex. I don't want two Giants pitchers. Nick's acting a little shifty here, wouldn't you say? He's acting a little shifty. Yeah, he's being very pushy. I mean, great. I did did offer him an absurd (laughs) deal, so. um. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and send you another one right now, and. We're just you're just gonna accept it because it's gonna be a good one. Here's the thing: I really need a shortstop, so I'm willing you're to. You're not overpay. getting Wilson. <laughs> or you're not you're not getting Frankie. That's fucking stupid. Um. Hey, they finally gave Jordan Walker the outfield designation. Fuck yeah! Okay. Um, Brian 
Didn't you have a strange uh, trade request in fantasy? Um, I I did not. Yeah, we've talked about this in the pot already. Yeah, yeah somebody wanted Jorge Soler for me and wanted to give me for, uh, Max Scherzer. Yeah, it's a fair deal. <laughs> oh, he did. You need a shortstop? <laughs> I have Bryson Stott. You can have. Yeah, I don't know much about Bryson Stott. Oh, he's frank. a short. He's a shortstop. There you go. Yep. Yeah. On a team. Short short yeah, stop. I'm not going to say if he's good or if he's a bad. He's, but he's, he is a shortstop. <laughs> he has put up points in every game. He has two um, legs. He wears a glove. He is legally a shortstop. He can he's scrappy, man. He's scrappy. He'll get you the points. He'll get you the counting stats that you need so bad. Oh. Josh won't admit that oh. Sean Murphy's overrated. <laughs> they don't count defensive stats in this league. Sean Murphy's younger. He was How many, cheaper. Uh, by two, by, by two years, by two years, he's younger. Yeah, um, two years is important. He's never done anything substantial in his career. Um, Wilson he's getting benched has, a lot right now. Getting benched a lot um, they, because they he went over five opening day. I don't think Wilson Contreras yeah. did. Wilson Contreras already seated. Fucking two yeah, no, runners. He got fucking injured on opening day is what happened. Like, he missed one game. <laughs> he missed one game. He didn't go 0 for 5 either. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't or have get enough benched. heart. That's why. If he had enough heart, that ball would have never hit his knee. Yeah, if he was a man and didn't, uh, and didn't uh, you know, uh, rest on one knee easy enough to get smashed on, a, on the thigh. You know, if he got hit in the balls instead, like Yachty, when it came to Jordan Hicks, he would. Yeah, he'd been out six weeks. <laughs> been I think, I think Nick just Nick just hates the Irish. He just hates. They Pat are Hinaughton. his natural enemy. The Irish and the Italians—they never got along. You know, yeah. they had those many wars. They fought many wars against each other. Not a fan. I really, like, I'm really uh, not. I don't like Irish people. The Yankees and the Red Sox. That is the longest running, the longest running Italian Italian Irish conflict in America. You know, I just like Nick be dismissive. Like, that's oh, so- that's preposterous. I don't like Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he hates Jared uh, Carabas. He hates Dave Portnoy. Two great men, might I add. The last one, extremely great. Dave Portnoy. Never done anything wrong. He supports the little guy out there. Nick hates him. Yeah. Nick hates him because of yeah. his Irish Irish background. Yeah, not for any other reason at all. Not for any other reason. Not whatsoever. not you know he uses the N word like a like an Irish people like Irish people do. You know he, he well they are sexually assaults class, right. He sexually assaults seventeen year old girls. <laughs> you know like you Irish know, people as, do. The Italians, one of the most oppressed classes in, in the world. You would, you figure, you would sympathize, uh, sympathize with a, another no, oppressed class like, no, like the they, Irish, right? <laughs> they have their own set of slurs, Tom. You know this. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's just you do have the slur dictionary pulled up at all times at your disposal. So, I have it on a one of those like uh, player wristbands that I keep. It was like, yeah. oh, what do I go to this time? And then it's just. Beep! Is what it is. So yeah, yeah. It's just uh, you know, it's just disappointing that you don't you you hate the Irish this month much, man. It's just um, I don't know, Josh. I'm a little. I feel. I feel a little grossed out. I mean, this podcast has always loved the Irish. 
I feel like. And the Italians. We've never once made fun of Italians or used any derogatory terms for them. Never. We've always been supportive. We have never. Ryan, you've been on here like 60, 70 episodes. When have we ever dragged any group of people, especially Italians? We we had a whole episode where we celebrated Italian culture. We Mm. did. Columbus Day. We did a whole. We went to CC's Pizza. Yeah. We went to CC's Pizza. We, We got the gravy. We went and got the meatballs from Ikea. Like, we got everything. We watched season three of The Sopranos. Um, mm-hmm. We did. We got And the tans. Jersey Shore. We got fake tans and gold, and gold necklaces. We didn't wipe our asses for a week. That is an Italian culture. It's what... That is that is no, mail. It is so fun. Like you are the first person and the only person to ever like say that. It's just it's actually it's really funny because like you made up a bit like, the ass wiping like, thing. Like it's an original Tom Cook like Italian racism bit. It's oh so good. To no to be fair. The original one I made up was I made up the stereotype that Italian people steal people's mail. That's 100% me. <laughs> the ass wiping thing came from Thor and Tyler. We were all riffing. And uh, Tyler and Thor came up with this bit about, like, they. At this time, Tyler and I were making a, a parody series of The Witcher. And um, Thor was like, what if uh, you find, like, a bunch of ogres? And they're like, all right, well, what's what's the catch for the ogres? Like, well, the townspeople come out and said, a bunch of ogres have come in. You have to dispatch them. And then we go into town and realize the God. ogres are just Italians. <laughs> 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 and then we started riffing on it, and that's, and that's when they – he it's all him where he says uh, he came up with um, – uh, it turns out that Italian people don't wipe their asses because they think it's gay. Is what it was, and then I'm like, I'm I'm gonna use that. He's like, please do. So he find <laughs> Thor. You get your shout out here, dude. You have created one of the best, one of the best, uh, one of the best new stereotypes against Italian. I couldn't imagine you like walking up to like another Italian and but saying that. That's where that's born from. Like, they wouldn't. They wouldn't even know how to react. I, I, dude, it's. It's so good. Well, it's the concept of, like, preying on, like, the machismo of it. Like, it's like, I ain't no fanook, you know, shit like that. And be like, I'm so straight. I don't even wipe. I don't let anything touch my ass. Not even toilet paper. Because <laughs> it'd be gay. And I think Thor got it because he's soprano- he's, he loves the Sopranos, as you know, okay? And I think he got it from that amazing, was the season one where Junior Soprano is like, don't tell. Pussy. Yeah, it's like don't tell anyone I eat, I eat box and Bobby lets it slip and everyone's like and ever it like they're all they all started like ribbing him for it and then like what is it Carmela's like why the hell is it so wrong to please a woman and then Tony's like <laughs> uh, uh, the thing is if you uh if you eat pussy you know you'll eat anything right you'll put anything in your mouth in your mouth and like i think that's where he got it he's like oh okay they're so self-conscious about that they think it's gay like they would be they'd be so worried about that they wouldn't even like wipe their asses because they think touching their asses might make them gay and like that's brilliant that i man that still takes years off my life what an incredible it is yeah you're right nick it's like disarming in a way to be like oh well 
we know what they all say. You can kind of use it for anyone if you really want to be a bigot. But you'd be like, oh, you know what they say about this group of people? They don't wipe their asses because they think it's gay is what it is. Because you don't. If you put your hand down there, you put anything down there, right? Which you know we're here the Iranians. We we're here to say though. We're here to say <laughs> you fucker. You. <laughs> we're here to say though. Here at Worst Fans LLC. Here at Crumble Coin Industries. We'll wipe our ass with anything, ladies and dudes. Okay, so we just want—that's solidarity right there. Okay, so this is like the bullshit hour of it. We should bullshit like this. Jesus, like twenty more minutes. Here. I'm fucking before you before we called you, Nick. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Oh, stop no. it! Stop it! <laughs> I've clocked stop in. Stop it! Stop it! You behave. What do you mean you're going to get off? You're going to get off. You're not even going to go to bed. You're going to play MLB The Show until fucking midnight. And I'm going to watch you. Okay? I, I'm sorry I'm distracting you from getting online and getting pissed off and breaking your controller because Lars Newtbar froze on, like, a line drive and, like, two runs scored. Which, by the way, guys, like, every, this, is, this is overtime. Folks, you're getting overtime from us. Right? We covered all we really want to cover. I mean, I guess we could cover it in minor league CBA, but we're getting overtime. You're getting raw shit. Um, I love watching Nick play MLB yeah, the show yeah, on, yeah. on was it yeah. share play right share screen whatever on on PS app um, because it's like any kind of background noise. Do you guys do that? Like if you're working on something, you'll throw on like maybe like a like a podcast or music or like even like a YouTube video. Do you guys do shit like that too? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will do that, like, once I get up, I'll put it on, I'll, you know, work on graphs, play games, whatever. Even, like, in some cases, like, do a little reading. And I'll have, like, Nick playing, and uh, uh, my favorite thing is, uh, like, I'll get on, I'll bullshit, I'll bust people's balls, it's fun, you know, make stupid accents, we all have a laugh. And then, like, I'll kind of, like, drift off and do my own thing, and then... Like, at some point, I'm going to hear Nick scream motherfucker or fuck this game or <laughs> just bang it, bang it his fist or his controller. And it is, so, folks, it is so rewarding. Like, Nick, <laughs> Nick, you need, no. you need to restart no. the Twitch channel. It is so fucking awesome. I I know it's. I know I'm awesome saying the awesome part is you get pissed off at a baseball right game. <laughs> he hates it. He, everyone, and it's not just Nick. Everyone I know that plays MLB The Show hates that game online, and I love it. But I don't play online at it's all. Just, Why do you hate it? New. What's wrong with it? It's just new. They 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 fix they slowly fix things, but um, I I don't know. I'm just not used to the new game yet, and. Somehow everybody else is, so I don't know. Every, yeah, you're not good at it yet, but you will yeah. be, right? Like, what was it like last year when last year when I was watching you? How many hours did you fucking say you put into it? Last I don't for know. last year's. Not as don't don't be ashamed. Not, don't be bad. Not no, I don't know. Not as many as um, twenty one or twenty for sure. Oh no, the year before, year before, because that was the one you were trying to get me playing on. My bad. The year, yeah. Twenty one. Twenty one. I mean, it was a lot of hours. Yeah, a lot of hours. Nick, you were like, if I remember your win loss in it, you were like four hundred and like three hundred. It was not that like, much. No. no, you you had a few hundred, man. I remember you like the last time I saw you, and we were like August 
I would imagine you had like 260, 280 wins and around like 200 losses. So I guarantee you probably at least broke 300 by the end of the year. I had, like, let's see. I he's see got the numbers, folks. He's got the numbers. Meanwhile, while Nick pulls that up, I would come home from work and see Josh playing MLB to show, playing it on rookie mode with a God team. And just de- <laughs> just battering the Pittsburgh Pirates twenty to nothing. He just fucking wants the satisfaction. Yeah, sicko. I mean, I'm not here to get be challenged. Like, why would I? Like, <laughs> like what's why the point of a game, that? bro? <laughs> like, I like. I mean, that's just the thing. It's like playing Grand Theft Auto with no cheats. Like, that's fucking dumb. Like, yeah, blow some shit up. I would. Um, oh God. Ryan plays it too. I keep forgetting it. Ryan, are you playing it now? Yeah. Did you get the new one? I have, yeah. I was playing it this afternoon. So I don't play like online online. I just put no, like yeah. conquest and mini seasons to like I just want to get the car. I was just I about to say do. so Josh jo- this is like the first time you played it, if I remember Josh, because you were like, Oh, you have it, I'm gonna play it. Awesome, cool. And so you just play like franchise season getting used to it. Nick is like yeah. hardcore online. I create an entire team on franchise, and then I try and play the entire franchise here. And I completed one year last season with like a created pirates team. And Ryan plays to collect to collect the cards, <laughs> folks. We're we're you know like the fucking political compass. You know you're you know you're authoritarian red or you're fucking libertarian green or whatever. We're that in terms of like the in terms of MLB the show. Nick is <laughs> Nick is clearly top right. He's clear authoritarian right. Jesus because, you know, Christ! <laughs> Jesus. I'm clearly top left because just like building a team from scratch and marching them to postseason is some fucking Stalin s shit. Josh is an anarcho-capitalist because he just wants to take advantage of anybody on it. <laughs> and Ryan is the purest of us all. He is left corner green. He is li- he is a fucking libertarian socialist. He is a fucking he's an anarchist, man. That's what it is. Ryan's a free-thinking, peace-loving anarchist. So that that's the four quadrants. That's the four spectrums of how we play MLP the show. <laughs> but yeah. More overtime. I I love watching you play your brother though. That it, that was some of the most rewarding shit in the world. Yeah. It's <laughs> fun. <Nick> would, it's, <laughs> he doesn't like it, I don't care. I don't fucking yeah. care, dude. Nick, Nick, We're getting Nick wants it. To leave. He wants I don't get yeah, it. He's fucking leaving. We're Tom, finishing Tom this part. Said, Tom I said more overtime. I'm just like I I literally roll my eyes like I'm okay. I want the longer <laughs> episodes. I like no, the I interviews got, for man. No, I like the longer episodes for interviews. Like the stew. Yeah. The You're being interviewed. No, I'm not. This is a normal Can't slob no, on more. your knob cast. Okay? Corner oh, normal cast. slob on your knob cast. Yeah. Yeah. You're just being a You're just being shy and bashful, man. You know? Am I? Just got just gotta just gotta let it loose, dude. Gotta be hanging with your bros. All right. Since Nick has uh, to go, fucking, I don't know. Uh, it's not fourteen-year-olds. No, no, we got, we got respect your time here, man. Yeah, I understand, Jesus. and I gotta watch. Uh, yeah, you do well, it. I gotta I'm watch speaking, you do it. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm your chaperone. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
since we got to do that. Is there anything? I was going to say minor league CBA. Okay, that's the last thing I was going to close on. Okay. It got signed. We we now have We're a getting contract. paid, baby. Yep, expires in five years. It is. It could be a lot better, obviously, folks, but this is a great first step. You know, we have fixed salaries. We have provided housing unless you make, you know, like over 4700 a week, I think it is. Um, you have mandatory, like, transportation unless you obviously make, you know, X amount of money. You have stipends. You have, if you get into the league, if you're signed by a team before your 20th birthday, you have a year of, like, you know, reserve control of the player agreement knocked off. So it's just six years underneath team control. There's a lot of good stuff to like about this. Um, we celebrate that. That is, that's cool. We all, good vibe season. I know that was last year with the pools thing, but here's at least something. We got to think of a new catchphrase. Maybe that's what we'll do by next episode. But like, that's some good vibes, right? It's a little labor. Yeah. Minor leaguers, fuck yeah. We need to take a road trip, go see Memphis play. Ryan's already been to two games. I forgot about that. Ryan, how was Tuesday? What did you sneak in Tuesday? Nothing Tuesday. I didn't have time. I didn't. Uh, you you I didn't. Straight from no, work. no, it's not. You didn't have time. You didn't make time. Okay. I didn't make time. You didn't make time. That's right. But I did. What did I do there? Oh, both games, opening day and Tuesday, my dad and I both snuck behind home plate. Like just like we were, had seats up high. And then the third inning, we just walked and sat behind home plate. Because allegedly, you don't want people to find you, right? Allegedly. 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 But But it's always to. It's. As a person who goes to many games early in the season, it's so easy. That's how you scam them. Just buy the $6 tickets and then sit behind home plate because nobody comes to games during the week. Yeah. It gets cold. And that's what we did. And then we said the F word. We said Dexter Fowler. And I'm surprised uh, they haven't used any of that facial recognition feature to keep you out because they keep me out of it. They remember They remember what we did, <laughs> us two little gremlins. All right. Uh, but I will I will say this. Yeah. I So that we sat in like the upper section and then behind home plate. I think Braves fans might be the worst fans in baseball. Like <laughs> the actual. Oh, my God. The chop because is that what it is? Who the fuck was the that chop, guy? They wanted to yesterday. start. They wanted to start the chop. They every section they were just like in in other fans' face like faces like they were doing the ring thing to like just random strangers like pointing at their finger when like the Braves would score a run or something. And this is in two different sections. Like there was two different fat assholes yeah cards fans do not talk shit at games usually no no it's and especially this early in the season if this was again august or september it'd be a little bit different story but this is week one oh god like it was yeah uh, and it was just sit your fat ass down you guys won barely in 2019 you know it or twenty, whatever the fuck. I already forget years. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. Sit the fuck. They played. They played Mets and the Phillies too long, and they've adopted too many of those qualities from. Like you're, you're from the south. You're supposed to be a nice person. Yeah. You're supposed to be good. You keep your racist, you know, behind the doors. Your racism, like, and you're just like pleasant outside. That's that's what you're supposed to do. No, yeah. Mid anyway. Midwestern culture is just closeted, fake smile. Like, 
like southern pride really is what it is and like they're this, they're disrespecting that whoever three year letterman is is fucking oh god nick <laughs> what who is he He's a You bit. don't like three year letterman? He's a bit. It's a bit. I think yeah, it's I think bit? Nick bit the onion on it because three year letterman, but like is there anything? Well he's more a Braves fan. Like he's a fans? he's a Braves fan though. Ryan, you like, follow him more. Is he's a Braves like, fan. Yeah, he's the whole bit is that he's like way obsessed with Georgia sports, but he's like to to dumb levels. Well, like, he, you know, yeah, the sentiment the sentiment that I replied still stands, them being racist. <laughs> Racist troglodytes, you know what I mean? Like they still do their chant and arm wave. Like, am I am I not wrong though? But you're like you're you're hating a satirical version of. That's good. He's speaking for the entire Braves fan base. It's okay. I'm fine with taking the bait when it's true. If it wasn't true, then I'd be mad. You know what I mean? I'd be embarrassed, but I would be embarrassed if it wasn't true. But it's true. Oh my god. No, it's fine. I mean, I'm I not like wrong. The logic. I just like the logic. You say something mean to a clown, and everyone's like, that's a clown. <laughs> You're like, yeah, but the people that aren't clowns, it's really fucking, am I right? <laughs> oh, no. my God, that rules. It's, oh, fuck. It's, yeah. I it's mean, like hanging like Frank Caliendo's still Trump like, It's still like a real person. <laughs> It's still yeah. a real person that's a Braves fan running a, a troll account. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, it all bundles it. into one. Dude, that's all. Don't all right, feel all right, embarrassed. All right. That is genuinely right. hilarious. Hold bro. on. Fuck the Braves fans. I'm done. I'm done recording. Fuck. All right. Yeah, fuck, fuck the Braves. Fuck, the Braves. fuck your year, Letterman. Everyone will see you Sunday. We love you all.